Welcome back to the Christmas story and the many treasures that it has for us. That's kind of been my little semi-theme here through these Christmas Sundays, the treasures of the Christmas story. That certainly applies to uh, everything in Scripture, but as we focus on the Christmas story, all the little bits and pieces and people and things to be said and to see and to hear from the Christmas story is so precious. We have now about 364 more days until Christmas, but we're going to get an early start on next year, all right? All of the Christmas story and every single word of Scripture is to help to build our faith in Jesus. It's to help us to have a stronger faith. In the Gospel of John, John said it like this, These things are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and believing you have life in His name. There is nothing more important than you having life in the name of Jesus. And the Christmas story is a season that we can be drawn to that message and that truth of the love of God and the wonder and the power of God. I want to focus this morning on two people. Two people of faith. One that we've talked about already on another Sunday. And so I'm going to say a little bit about this person. And that would be Mary. She is the young one. And then I want to talk, talk about a man named Simeon. Who was fairly old as best we know. But first to talk about Mary today. And especially about Mary's faith. Mary was very young. I've said before, and I know you've heard it many times, she was very likely a, a young teenager. I don't know exactly, of course, but generally, Jewish girls were betrothed when they were between the ages of 13 and 15 and married, generally between the ages of about 15 and 18. I'm thinking this morning of some of the young ladies in our church family. I'm thinking of Lily and Naomi and Hannah. I'm thinking of Kylie and Elizabeth and Becca. I wrote down some names of some of our young ladies, not to embarrass you. A few of you I already warned that I was going to read your name. I didn't, read, I didn't warn a couple of you. But I'd really like to ask you young ladies today. I chose you because you're in the teen group. I want to ask you young ladies today, to give deep thought to your faith and what it really means to be a Christian and a child of God. I feel like the earlier you make that decision, the earlier you choose who you are and what you believe, the stronger your life will be and your faith will be. I also ask for the privilege to ask... Uh, Helen, a couple of questions today. Helen's been around a long time. She's served the Lord a long time. She's been an example of faith for a long time. But back when Helen was, I think, about a teenager, I'm not sure exactly when Helen made that choice and that decision that she was going to honor God with her life. And she's lived a long life and able to do that. And so people of every age, certainly those that are closer to Mary's age, which is, the first person that I'm talking about today. 
Mary made a decision when the angel came that she was willing to do whatever God asked her to do. She was willing to be used of God. I'm sure Mary throughout her life, and we know of, of many of them, Mary had uh, some, some great joys in her life. I mean, just the fact that the angel came and said that you've been chosen by God and you're highly favored. Just imagine how precious that was to her. But Mary also had a lot of tragedy in her life. She had a lot of things she didn't understand in her life. She had trials along the way and disappointments and all those things. Yet Mary determined in her heart that she was going to listen to God. And what an influence she had in the life of her son Jesus and in all of her life. And for all of the, the history of the Christian church. And about Mary's faith, it was enduring. Mary's faith stood the test of time. It was able to stand there and, and be there through every moment that she went through and every circumstances that she encountered through the things that happened in her life that she thought would happen and those things that came about that she could not have predicted or thought would take place at all. Mary had to do what each of us have to do. Mary had to live one day at a time, one decision at a time, one choice at a time, with that, with that uh, north star within her that she was going to follow what God called her to do. Her faith was enduring, and she's a great example to young people. She has a beautiful story. Young, pleasing to God, enduring, enduring all the things that happened in her life. Her faith was solid. It was long-lasting it held her strong through everything that happened in her life. And I want to say to all our young people, male and female, ladies and men, how important that decision of your faith today is. You may think, well, when I get a little older, then I'll decide. I tell you, today's the day to decide who you are and what you believe. Not to embarrass Kira, but I, I had your name down, but I forgot to read it also. I'm good at embarrassing young people. Young people, don't take this day for granted in your life. Don't take the decisions about who you are and what you believe for granted. Some young people wait too long and they lose the opportunities that they have. So young men and young women, I want to say to you today on this 364 days till Christmas, look at the story of Mary and Simeon. Thank you. Luke chapter 2 verse 19 says, Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. She was able to think about God and give time to spend with God so that the things of God would be important to her heart and her life. She focused on God. And that helped to prepare her for what the path was that God chose for her. Mary also believed God. When the angel came, Mary simply heard what God said and her faith was deep enough that she could say, yes, I hear you, God. I don't understand it. I don't know why, but I believe you, God. And us believing what God says in His Word is so important. Believing about how we're supposed to live. 
and what's good for us and what's not, what the commandments of God are and why. God gives us His commandments because He loves us so much and He wants our life to be full of joy and full of His presence and goodness. Jesus said, I come that you may have life and have it to the full. Mary believed God and Mary trusted God. She was able to say, God, you're in charge. You have control. You guide the circumstances of my life. You know what's going to happen in the future. Mary made that decision. I want to encourage you young people to make that decision. To trust God with your life. He is trustworthy. We celebrate Mary's faith. I celebrate Mary's faith within this treasure box of the Christmas story. That's, she just has kept coming to my mind this year. And the incredible faith that Mary had. I also want to celebrate a faith of another one today. Someone else. The other side. Maybe the other spectrum uh, of the Christmas story. The far side of the Christmas story. You have Mary kind of at the beginning of the Christmas story. and Who didn't waste her life. I mean, Mary said, okay God, if this is what you want, I'm there. So many people waste their life. And the decisions they make when they're young causes them to miss opportunities that God wants for them to bless them and help them and guide them. Mary, I just love that. Yes, Lord, she said, I am willing. And then you have in the Christmas story a man named Simeon. He's a delightful man. I said to somebody this morning, I love the story at the end of the, kind of the end of the Christmas story of Simeon and Anna. And today I want to talk about Simeon a little bit. This incredible man. He's delightful. His faith and his words and how he carried himself and conducted himself. I just call him an old man. I don't know how old he was. The Bible doesn't tell us, but it just sounds from the context of everything he said. He knew that his life was about, in, about over and had been around a long time. And I want to tell you, he's a great example of how to be an old person. He's a great example of what to do when you get to that time when you've lived past. Maybe what others have around you or what might be there. But Simeon's life and his faith is precious too. Just like Mary's is so precious. So is this old man named Simeon. Listen to what he says. Listen to his heart. Listen to how he conducts himself. In Luke chapter 2 verse 25 as I read this story of Simeon. It says here. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations. A light for the revelation to the Gentiles and the glory for your people Israel. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. Then Simon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, This child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed. And a sword will pierce your soul too. Reading this morning about this man named Simeon. An amazing man. 
He was full of truth. He told the truth to Mary and Joseph. It's not like everything that Simeon said was pleasant. But it came from his heart. And it came from a deep, deep faith. And the revelation of God in his mind and his heart and his spirit. The first thing we read about Simeon and who he was is he was righteous and devout. He really believed in God. He deeply, in his spirit, honestly was following God. He was doing what he could to live out the faith that he had. I picture this, this man, this old man, as consistent. He had come to the temple, it sounded like, every day, over and over and over. Moved, he went to the temple. He was used to going to the temple and seeking God's Spirit. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. He was available, whatever God wanted him to do. He was seeking God. He was available to God. He had a, a kindness and a compassion to his spirit from these words. And he was a giving man. He was righteous and devout. He, he really wanted to live out his faith. We also know he was full of the Holy Spirit. He was full of the Holy Spirit. He was listening to the Holy Spirit. You want to find God's will for your life, you have to listen to His Spirit. You have to say in your heart, Yes, God, please speak to me. There's a story in the Old Testament of a young boy named Samuel. And throughout that story, God is trying to speak to him. And finally, the the wise priest says, go back to your bed and when you're there and you hear the voice, you say, yes, Lord, your servant is listening. That should be what all of us do every day. Every day, those that are filled with God's Spirit should say in the morning and in the afternoon and at night and in every conversation and at the workplace and everything, we should say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. What a powerful story, a reminder that God does want to speak to us. And He promises His Holy Spirit to those that will open their heart and their spirit to Him. So there He was, Simeon. He was listening. He was tender. He was gracious. And He was responsive to whatever God's Spirit said to Him. What an example of faith, responsiveness. His faith was also long-lasting. Long-lasting. Can you imagine what Simeon went through in his lifetime? Again, I don't know how old he is. I could guess 80, 90, 70, somewhere like that. But even at a, at a lower number, imagine all the things that he went through. He was from Jerusalem, it sounded like. He probably was a little boy or a teenager when Antiochus had uh, defiled the temple in Jerusalem so terribly by offering a, a pig on the altar and so offensive to the Jews and the worship of God. And he saw the rebellion, the revolt of the Maccabeans, probably as a little boy or a teenager, and he gone, went through that. You think he lived through the reign of Julius Caesar. And then 34 years of Herod the Great, and what we know about Herod, some good and mostly bad about his life and his reign. And he experienced all kinds of political turmoil in his life. He also experienced the Jewish unrest. I don't know about all the things that uh, Simeon, but we'll just say he was 80 years old. I don't know, that might be a little shorter, a little bit long, but just imagine 80 years and all that you that are out there 80 years old and you've experienced and seen in your life, the changes you've seen in your life. I've been involved in three funerals over the last two months with people that are over 90 years old. 
Every one of them were a blessing. I think 90 years ago, and who was president of the United States? Hoover. Think of all the technological changes. In fact, think of all the changes in the last five years. But, you know, can you imagine 90 years ago and all that's changed? All that changes technologically and religiously and politically in our country and uh, medicine. And, and then just think of the last two years. All the incredible stuff going on politically in our country and our world. And I'm thinking, you know, we're not that far from that place where we have to decide where our faith is going to be in the midst of all the changes going on in our world. Are we going to be driven by? Are we going to be controlled by all this stuff? Or is there going to be something deep on the inside that we can hold on to and we can tap into that will help us through whatever's going to happen in 2022 and whatever's going to happen in the future? I'm afraid there's some people that have already given up pretty much. They've stepped back. Some people have stepped back from believing that God is there and with them. And I think, oh God, help the church not to do that. But to know that 2022 is a year that God wants to speak to us in this church. And who we are and how we live out our faith. How we live out. Think of the long-lasting faith of Simeon. How I don't know what all he endured, but he, I'm sure he endured all kinds of things. But he had to keep his heart and his mind and his spirit in the right place. Or he could have been snowed under by the circumstances of, of first century Judea, for all I know. And we've got to be careful that we don't do that too. And as we get older and we go into the next year, that we don't fall into some kind of life and pattern where what's happening around us is what determines who we are. How we respond. What we say with our words. Or negativity. Or positivity. That we don't allow our circumstances to control. And somehow we see a story like Simeon. We say, this man, an old man, he kept it what he needed in the right place. So that he, he lived in his day. And to the very end, he held on to the faith that he had. And his faith was good and positive and beautiful. Like every generation, Simeon dealt, I'm sure, with problems and change and disappointments and the unknown. But through it all to me, Simeon is an example of one who kept his faith and kept his eyes on God. I hope that we will keep our eyes on God and our faith where it needs to be. It is not in man. It is not in technology. It is not in political leaders. It is not in the strongest military or the best medicine or the worst medicine. Our hope is in the Lord. And in Him we must trust day and night Simeon had a faith that was long-lasting. And his faith was full of hope. I love what he says and what he quotes and what he remembers from uh, other places in the Scripture in Isaiah, particularly chapter 52. I love that what Simeon does here is, is uh, he holds on. He holds on to what he's heard in the past. He's heard on to the hopes and the promises of God. And, you know, the circumstances of his day didn't drown out the promises that God had given him. And neither can we let the promises or the, 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 our promises of God today be drowned out by the stuff that's happening in our world and what we're dealing with. We don't want to become people that are not trusting God and looking to God and keeping our eyes in the right place, but always hopeful knowing that God knows our circumstances and knows where we're at and what we need. 
I'm so thankful for an example here at the end of the Christmas story of a faith that was lasting long enough to hold this man with faith that was beautiful and wondered. You see, uh, Simeon longed to see God's kingdom. He longed to know what God was going to do in the future. It says in verse 26 that it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die until he seen the Lord's Messiah. Man, that's a special gift that, that Simeon had. Somewhere along the way of his faithfulness, God looked down at Simeon and said, Simeon, I don't know if he said, I thought you deserve it or just I choose you. I don't know. But it's my guess that it's a product of his faithfulness and his faith over the over the decades of his life, that at some point God revealed to him in the quiet place or somewhere in prayer when he was listening and tender to God. God said, I want to give you a little gem here. Simeon, I want you to know that you're going to get to see the Messiah before you die. I mean, that's quite an incredible gift that God gave to Simeon. He said, Simeon, before you die, you're going to get to see this promise that I have I have been promising for 700 years since Isaiah's day, basically. Simeon, so Simeon held on to that. And that held him. And that hope was with him every day. Every day when he got up in the morning and he went to the temple, he thought, well, this could be the day. God promised it's going to happen. I want you to know whatever God promises, it will happen. It may not happen when you think it will or the way you think it will. But, oh, God keeps his promises to me and to you. Simeon had a faith that was hopeful. It's precious. His faith was looking forward. He didn't have a faith that was based on just the past or what God had done or what he had heard God done. His faith was looking to what God was going to do. How important it is for our faith to be forward-looking. Next week, next day, next month, next year. What does God want to do in your life, in your spirit? His faith was forward-looking. How important that is for each of us. What God wants to do in our day. Forward-looking. My last point about Simeon this morning is this. Simeon was a man who blessed others. Of course, we just have this one clip here, but it's a beautiful clip. And I love this clip. Two things about him. Number one, verse 28 says, Simeon took Jesus in his arms and praised God. He took Jesus in his arms. I have a picture of a man who is hopeful, who's looking forward, who knows Jesus when he sees him. He knows he's the Messiah. And he holds on to him. And he prays God. We have an opportunity 364 days before Christmas to take Jesus in our arms, in our hearts, however you want to say it, and be thankful to God and carry that in the future. Carry that in the future. Carry that into next week and next year. He was a man who blessed. I'm thinking that Simeon took Jesus in his arms and verse 34 says, and he blessed them. And what a precious part of the story the blessing is. You know how important blessing is to you as a Christian? To be blessed, 
how important it is that people bless you and encourage you and that helps you in your faith. Somebody that walks along beside you to just say, hey, I'm glad you're on the journey and I want to be on the journey with you. I want to be there to help you if you need help or help me if, if I need help. But the journey as Christians is so important. So really the last thing I want to say to you in 2021, do I have that right? I want to say to this church family, in 2022, be a blessing to the people around you. Be a blessing to the people around you. There are people around you who are frail. There are people around you that are messed up. There are people around you who are confused. There are people around you who are afraid. There are people around you who are unsure. And there are a lot of people that aren't. But in 2022, I want to say to this church family, be a blessing. Be a blessing. Show Jesus to the people around you in 2022. Take Jesus in your arms and remember that picture as you go to work and you deal with people that have nutty attitudes. Or family members who don't see things like you do. Or other Christians who have different priorities than you do and you don't understand why. But what you can do is make a choice to be a blessing. And to be an encouragement to the people in your life. God calls every Christian to be an encouragement to other people. Every believer. You know, of all the things that we can tend to get caught up with, like fruit inspecting, looking at other people's attitude, trying to sort out all the stuff that's out there in 2021, I just hear more in the Scripture saying, encourage one another. Encourage one another while it's still called day. Reach out to the people in your life with encouragement. This kind of came to me. I was planning on preaching this theme. But two weeks ago, I got a text from somebody. It really kind of broke my heart. It's the first time I'd heard from this person in nine months. Their text was harsh, judgmental, painful. Somebody that's gotten very hard from life. It wasn't personal, but it was about their perceptions, and it was partially political, it was partially about the whole thing with vaccines and I thought I haven't heard from that person in nine months and today what I get is pain hostility anger frustration hurt I'm thinking we have a lot of hurting people around us but we uniquely as God's children can reach out with love and grace and patience. God help me to be what Simeon was able to do. Simeon was a man who blessed. Simeon was a man who uh, had in his heart the joy of the Lord, and that helped him. First Thessalonians chapter five reminds us 
Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up. So I want to say, let's make the year 2022 a year of encouragement. A year of reaching out to people that are hurting. A year of patience. A year of grace. A year of mercy. A year of listening. A year of saying, God, help me to be a little bit of a Simeon and to have a faith that's strong and a faith that carries us. There's a Christmas song that we haven't sung today. In fact, I don't think we've sung it in our, uh, in our uh, Christmas season. I'm not sure if we did and I forgot. I heard the bells on Christmas Day. And I want to read verse 3. It's 195. I want to invite you to turn to it. You may know that this song was written during the Civil War by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. I read a little bit of the story. The story came out of some painful circumstances. In 1861, Henry Wadsworth, uh, at the beginning of the war, his wife died in a tragic fire. And that was very uh, impactful on this man's life. And then in 1863, uh, one of his sons was grievously wounded in the Civil War, and the Civil War at that point was coming toward an end, but yet there was a lot of pain in the, long, in, in, the, in the family, and this man, Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, wrote these words. I want to read verse 1, verse 3, and verse 4. I heard the bells on Christmas Day, their old familiar carols play, and wild and sweet the words repeat, of peace on earth, goodwill to men. Verse 3, and there's some people that feel this way, but not all people, and some don't at all. In the despair, I bowed my head. There is no peace on earth. I said. For hate is strong and mocks the song. Of peace on earth could well Then peal the bells more loud and deep. God is not dead, nor doth he sleep. The wrong shall fail, the right prevail. With peace on earth, goodwill to men. I just want to say as we close out one year and we move into another, may your faith be real and deep. And if you've not in that place in your life made that decision yes I'm going to be like Mary and I'm going to say yes God I'm with you or like an old man named Simeon to say I'm going to have that faith and I'm going to carry on I'm going to be looking forward in my faith I'm going to have hope that God's hand is on my life and on this world I just want to invite you today to close out this service would you stand with me to say that prayer in your heart, God, help me, help me to be a person of faith today and in the days ahead. Would you pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the Christmas story and all the treasures that are found in it, so, so much more than we could possibly even think about. I thank you today for the faith of Mary, and I 
Thank you, God, that every person has an opportunity to choose today who they are and what they're going to be and who they're going to listen to. I pray that we would choose to be tender in our spirit and listen to your voice and that that would bless our lives. And I pray, God, that our lives would be a blessing to others in uh, this day and in the days ahead. I pray, God, that you would encourage. I pray that you would strengthen. I pray that you would help us to know how to how to uh, sort through all the circumstances that we're going to live in uh, in this day and in the days ahead. We thank you for the hope that we have in you. We thank you, God, that you're with us and pray for your guidance and your leadership. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks so much for being here today. I hope you have a great rest of the week. We don't have much going on here this week. It's kind of going to be a quiet week here. But next Sunday, we start back in the book of Revelation. If you can join us and... Uh, Stay in touch for all those that are with us on the phone today and uh, on YouTube and Facebook. God bless. Have a great day and a great week. Bye-bye.